We're never able to recover. This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. That was a big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40 and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. Ben MGM tonight, hour number two. PJ Glasser, Trista Crick here with you. Ryan Horvat, Nick Ashu with the night off. We got number 23, Providence, trailing Seton Hall. Of course they are. With nine minutes to go in the second half, 46-42. Why wouldn't they? Their star guard, Bryce Hopkins, left the game with 15 minutes to go in the second half with an apparent leg injury. It's so, not good. Uh, not good there for Providence. Once the bet loses, though, I just want the team no, to lose, period. No, I am 100% and Just take, take the L for sure. Like, Absol- let Seton Hall oh, win I'm, this I'm game I'm rooting for Seton Hall big time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally with you there. Ohio State's up 38-24 on Rutgers. We got Miami getting ready to tip off with Clemson. No Wooga Poplar tonight for the Canes. Xavier and Villanova tips off in 30, and then Stanford, UCLA in an hour as well. Trista, how's our boy uh, Giannis doing? Not great. Uh, uh, I think Giannis has checks notes. Oh, 10 points now. Right. 10 points, no. 5 rebounds. It happens fast. It, it was 0 points the last time we checked in on our boy. Uh, one steal for Giannis, which he's been a steal machine. Two steals for Damian Lillard. There you go, and he just had an and one. So the Bucks lead 60-56 to 56 on Indiana. That total now up to 261 and a half on the live line. You called it. The Hawks are up 21-15 on the Thunder. You said that 29-15. line. 29-15. 29-15. Yeah. That line stinks, you said. And uh, so far, <laughs> the Hawks up 14 in the first quarter. It just quarter. felt like a... A real sleepy spot yeah. for OKC. It sure did. All right, Trista, let's check in with our first guest. Vaughn Dalzell joins us at V Money Sports. Vaughn, we appreciate the time, man. Sports betting analyst at NBC Sports. Before we talk some college football and NFL with you, Trista and I, we got some bets that we're sweating tonight. You got anything that you bet college hoops or in the NBA tonight? I do. I want to say thanks for having me. All excited to join you. I wore three chains today for Trista. Uh, once I figured out it was going to be a Trista Crick day last time she was on our show. Um, but, yeah, my bets are definitely sweaty. I'm on the Bucks minus three and a half. So I've been watching along with this Giannis fiasco, waiting to get a live bet in on this points prop. Um, I got St. Louis on the money line in college basketball. And can you guys believe they were down by 18? And uh, now they're down by five. They rallied Ooh. to a 10-0 run nice. to close the half. So – Feeling much better about that one. Of course, Oklahoma State, how could you not bet them against Chicago State? Uh, that one's looking good on the spread and team total. So, potentially 4-0 night. I think it might be 3-1. Someone's got to let me down. You know you can't get a clean sweep all the time. It's not that easy. I mean, the chains the chains are the reason for the good mojo. They're like the rally chains, Vaughn. They're the rally chains. True. <laughs> so, yeah, we were talking line, about... Yeah, we were talking about the national championship, obviously. I go on your show from time to time, and we talk about college football. And so who better on better to talk about this than you? We've talked about Michigan a lot, me, you, and Eric. I feel, and me and PJ were just talking about this too, it feels like all of this game comes down to whether Michigan's D-line is going to be able to to come after Michael Penix and whether their offensive line for Washington is going to be able to protect him. Like, what do you think 
is is the key there for Michael Penix to get loose? You literally hit the nail on the head. That's the the biggest key to the game for me is because Washington's offensive line has been impressive all season, but the past two to three games, they've really stepped up in big ways. And uh, Michigan, I mean, oh, my God, goodness, the pressure they were causing on Jalen Milrose, everything we expected. I mean, the center had numerous terrible snaps uh, in the second half of that game. But Michigan getting six, seven sacks on him was impressive. So, yeah, I think the pressure on Penix is the biggest deal. But also as a huge Michigan supporter, I love the promo to enter the show, how you were talking about the baby mama inside piece, PJ. Uh, because, you know, like, I don't need either. I got one thing only, and that's Michigan, right? Like, Michigan has been my heart and my soul all year. Uh, so I've loved this team, but I have to recognize that Washington is undoubtedly the best offense that they're going to face all season. The Big Ten has a lot of offenses that are jokes to some degree. We like to make the butt of jokes, I should say. Uh, but Penix is definitely someone that could light Michigan up and make some big plays. So I like the over in this game. Um, I took Michigan, of course. But I think the over is definitely a good bet. I think Washington could put up three, four scores. I think Blake Corum, that's your MVP, your most outstanding player. I think he's going for 150-plus, multiple touchdowns. I think he's going to have a big day. Roman Wilson, JJ, too. So I just think both teams are going to put up plenty of points in this game. And uh, you saw in Washington's last game, the end of that first half, 14 points in, what, 90 seconds uh, between Washington and Texas. Michigan can do that, too. They proved that against Alabama with that comeback. So... I think the over is a good bet. You like Michael Penix uh, at the next level, Vaughn? Where do you think he gets drafted now after he's shown really to be a sniper in the college football playoff? I mean, that's, that's definitely a tough question for someone who doesn't cap the NFL draft per se. I'm more of an NBA draft guy. Um, but for the NFL, I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks coming out this year. I would not be shocked to see Penix become a second-day type of guy. But he certainly put himself in consideration for the first round. I think the thing about Penix for me is you don't see that rushing ability with him. Uh, and I think in the NFL nowadays, that's definitely a plus for a lot of these quarterbacks because Caleb Williams can run, Drake May can run, uh, Jalen Daniels can run. Uh, so, you know, Michael Penix hasn't shown that ability as much because he hasn't had to either. He's a drop-back quarterback, and he's found the OC that he had success with that short period at Indiana and Washington. So... Um, I think, you know, everything's worked out for Penix to have a great finish to his career. Don't know how it will translate to the NFL without the rushing ability, but I know he's a drop-back passer, and he proved he delivered some dimes against Texas, some pure dimes. Vaughn, when you look at this game between Michigan and Washington, we were just talking about, you know, Washington's offensive line needs to protect Penix. On the other side, you said you expect Blake Corm to have a big game. Like, what do you expect Michigan's game plan to be? Do you almost think Harbaugh and the offense, like, they decide to go with a little bit more ball control? Do you think they have so much respect for Washington's offense that they try and really use Corm, use Donovan Edwards to grind the clock and just chew up possession to try and keep that Washington offense on the sideline as much as they can? Like, do you think McCarthy under passing props, under passing yards could be a look in the natty? Yeah, I actually don't hate that at all. I don't know what the the number is Uh, in Pennsylvania. I don't have player props, so I usually have to go to Eric or Brad for that uh, constantly, which is it's t- so annoying. Uh, but you, you made some great points there, and one thing I'll say is you gave me a flashback when talking about being more bland and, and ball control because when Michigan did their uh, flea flicker numerous times, I mean, my heart was skipping beats, especially on the fumble. And I'm like, you know, there's a time to definitely take your shots and opportunities. I'm all for that. If you get a turnover and you're on the 30 or 40-yard line away from the end zone, 
take a shot immediately. Like, I'm 100% in for that. Uh, but there's a time of being too cute in such a big game. And I think Michigan will, will refrain from being too cute uh, in this game. So, yeah, I, I like the offensive ball control comment. I think Michigan runs the ball very heavy here and relies on Roman Wilson when they do pass. But uh, J.J. McCarthy under passing props would honestly be a pretty good play here. Vaughn, you've already, you've obviously watched all the games during bowl season. Like, I'm curious, are there teams that you're making mental note of for next season that you really, really like? Because I know Arizona, Virginia Tech, Ole Miss, like those are some teams bringing a lot back that I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to betting next season. Like, are there teams that, that you've already kind of marked down that you know that that's a team to watch for next year? Yeah, throw Kansas State in there too. I mean, Kansas State quarterback Avery Johnson, true freshman, boy, he had some wheels on him. Uh, they said he ran a 4-5 flat out of high school, and it looked every bit of that, maybe a 4-4 potential for him. So I definitely liked uh, what Kansas State had going on offensively. And, uh, I mean, did I love and hate the Iowa-Tennessee under 35-and-a-half play? Uh, but Tennessee, oh, my gosh, their quarterback also. Uh, you know, he was certainly impressive. He was the highest-rated recruit they've had since Peyton Manning. So you got to take a look at Tennessee, and maybe the Hendon Hooker high-octane offense is back next year with the quarterback switch from Joe Milton. But uh, Tennessee and Kansas State are two teams I would add to your list that I'm certainly looking at too. What did you think about the fact that uh, Florida State decided to essentially punt on their bowl game? Uh, it, what a beatdown <laughs> that was. Yeah, I, I saw – and I, I'd love your opinions on this, but I saw odds, an odds maker said uh, – Georgia would be laying two points to Michigan in the national championship. Um, did I expect Georgia to just smack up Florida State? Absolutely. I bet it. I told everyone you should. I mean, Florida State's quarterback situation was atrocious. There's no way they deserved to be in the college football playoff on that factor alone. And uh, it sucks to hear that. But I also was a believer that we should have two SEC schools in there. I thought Georgia and Alabama should have been in uh, rather than Texas. Texas, fourth quarter against Alabama, that made their entire season. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma and everything else. All the dominoes fell in their order. But uh, Georgia, Alabama, I felt like were two of the best four teams as well. And I don't know. I don't know about Georgia being favored against Michigan. So I, I want to hear what you two think about that. And who would you would take? I've been on Michigan all year long, Vaughn. Like, I just feel I, like Michigan has been the team of destiny with all of the scandal. Yes with Harbaugh, with the OC crying after the game. Like, we're, we've gotten memeable moments. Okay. Like, Connor Stallions at the Rose Bowl as a fan. Like, to me, it's just felt like it's set up. And, and PJ said it, Harbaugh Bowl. Harbaugh wins the, uh, wins the Natty. Harbaugh wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I said that uh, actually it's going to be out tomorrow morning on Bet the Edge. But I said I missed my claim to fame earlier this year. I've been all over Harbaugh. And I was like, I could have had that that ticket on Michigan and the Baltimore Ravens, you know, Super Bowl, college football final, when it was actually decent odds because I went to do it around Christmas uh, before Lamar and the Ravens beat the Niners, and the odds were only like plus 850 or something. Uh, and I was like, man, that stinks. Uh, but certainly I feel like exactly what you said, Tristan. Michigan's been a team of destiny. For me, I was looking for a team that I could really just uh, call my own this season and, you know, kind of – kind of aligned what was going on in my life and my transition in life and I feel like you know I was playing the role of the villain and the fact that they said Harbaugh is a villain and they're trying to kick this guy out and all this stuff going on I've absolutely loved this team I've embraced it as well and uh, I got multiple Michigan shirts on the way but one of them says bet in uh, all caps from all their tweets and the other one says free Harbaugh 
And you better believe I'm about to be at the gym in my free hardball gear. Don't play with me. Yeah, Vaughn, I, I was at the Rose Bowl between Bama and Michigan, and there was a lot of Michigan Ooh. versus everyone gear. Everybody, there were a lot of people yeah. rocking that. So they're, I almost got they're that. embracing. They're embracing that mantra. You know what's what's funny is next year this is going to be these two teams actually play. This is going to be a Big Ten game next year between yeah. Washington and Michigan. Like I'm curious, do you think if Harbaugh, even if he doesn't come back, like if Michigan ends up winning the championship because Washington obviously is going to lose a lot, are they still the team to beat for you in in the Big Ten next year? No. Nah. I uh no. I love this team, but you know, I know when to hop off a bandwagon, that's for sure. Uh Jim Harbaugh's gone, that's a transition period. And then when you're at the top, easy just to get knocked off in a transition period. Uh whether or not they got the interim coach coming in, it does not matter to me. Uh they'll have a lot of pieces gone too though. Uh, Michigan's defense has been so dominant. We saw Georgia's defense take a step back this year with all their NFL pieces. They were still dominant in some ways, top ten unit for sure, but uh, Michigan will see a slight drop off in a lot of ways next year, especially if Harbaugh's gone. Uh, you know, I'd have to hop off that trade. I'll still support them when I can, and you know, give them my shout outs. But uh, we're looking for a constant winner, someone that's going to provide for us. And if they're going to be overinflated against the spread in the first few games next year, then Michigan could be a fade next year, and that maybe that's the way that we approach them. Can I offer you and interest you in Dylan Gabriel and the Oregon Ducks? Yeah. You can. I love that. Yeah, Heisman. It, oh, absolutely. Like, that's that's probably your Heisman front runner. I mean, there's a sweet and – keep it short and sweet. I mean, yeah, I love it. Is that – do you already lock it in? And what are the odds if you did? I, I don't see it right now. I'm I'm just looking for it. But I'm an Oregon alum, and you know what time it is. We're carrying oh, yeah. two quarterbacks. We're actually carrying four quarterbacks right now. Uh, and I think Dan Lanning is setting himself up for a dominant run in the Big Ten. Yeah, I think the Big Ten is going to be so interesting next year. I mean, and I actually mentioned this on, uh, on Bet the Edge with the well capper last week and said, you know, not that I think there was any fixation in the college football playoff. I will not say that. Uh, but I did think the best scenario for the NCAA and what they wanted with this Big Ten merge next year was to see Washington versus Michigan um, and set that up. So I think they got what they really wanted here. And I think next year is going to be absolutely insane. I mean, I've been already harping to NBC about some of the matchups we got to try and get on Peacock for the next few seasons. Uh, not that my not that my voice even matters in that conversation, but I'm going to put it out there. Uh, but I want Washington on a lot of primetime games. I want Oregon on a lot of primetime games. I think these two teams are going to be very exciting. But the Ducks and Dylan Gabriel, I mean, they got to be a top three team next year in the preseason pool. Like, I'd probably solidify them as a two or third team and have to say uh, he's my Heisman pick right off the bat. I mean, that's a perfect fit for the Oregon offense. They're going to be really good. Vaughn, we got about 20 seconds left real quick in the NFL. Obviously, uh -oh. we're still trying to figure out who's playing this week, but do you have a favorite bet right now, anything that you made in the NFL? Uh, I'll probably be on the Ravens' first half fighting my Steelers. Uh, I'm going to let that limber get out a little bit more, but the Ravens will probably play hard in the first half, so take that. Sports betting analyst for NBC Sports, Vaughn Dalzell. Vaughn, great stuff, man. Good seeing you. And uh, Trista appreciates you rocking the chains. <laughs> See you later. Thank you. All right, great stuff there. BetMGM Tonight continues after the break. P.J. Glasser, Trista Crick.
It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. We're back with BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. With you, great stuff from Vaughn Dalzell from NBC Sports. Make sure you go back and listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast. He has props for the Michigan game, Michigan-Washington game. Mm -hmm. He has a side, very strong side. Yep. He has a game script in mind. I was actually surprised, and I'll tease it this way, I was surprised by his side and his total combo because that doesn't really correlate for me. I would agree. But did you hear how he said that we, he thought you hit the nail on the head when you framed your question? We said it's really simple. The key to the game is Washington's offensive line versus Michigan's defensive line. It's the entire it's the entire key to the game. If Penix is time to throw, Washington receivers will get open and they will make plays. If Michigan's D-line can suffocate Penix like they did against Bama, because Penix is nowhere near the athlete that Milrow is, right? right? So he, he won't be able to make plays. Washington can't run the ball anywhere as good as Bama can. So it just all comes down to the passing attack and how that Washington pass protection holds up. Can't wait to watch. On a scale from 1 to 10, like how excited are you for this championship game? Would you put oh, it like a solid 7? I would put it, yeah, 7.3. I was really excited about last year's national championship game only because I knew we were going to just clean up. It was just going to be so much money I made. Agree. It was Georgia first quarter, Georgia second quarter, Georgia third quarter. Sure, Stetson Georgia's, anytime touchdown? I had jo- yeah. Stetson Bennett first touchdown. First touchdown. 14 he really did yeah. clean up. <laughs> just My so much money. Now let me play devil's advocate, hashtag narrative page. We both like Michigan to win the game. Do we think the Pac-12 rides off into the sunset with a national champion? You haven't thought about that, have you? No, I have thought about it okay. because as a Pac-12 alum, I sure. felt like that's the only way that— I, I mean, it would be fitting for yes. them to win it all in their last year. Which also would show how much dysfunction is going on in the sport, is that the Pac-12 was as good— I think the Pac-12 was the best was. conference in all of yes. college football. Top to bottom. Top to bottom. So much parity. So many good teams that would have beaten some of the best ACC or SEC teams. Yep. Even Big Ten teams. We are, we're seeing it, right? Like a lot of ranked teams. And that's the year that they decide to shut it up and just pack it on up and move it all down the road. And they've performed great in bowl season, too. Yes. How many times do you see in college basketball, <clears throat> Big Ten, how many times do you see in college football... These conferences have great regular season years, and they don't back it up in the postseason. UCLA, USC, Washington, Oregon. I mean, all these teams have uh, have won. They've, they've done a great job in that league. Utah did lose to Northwestern. Oregon State did lose, but they had a ton of turnover with their roster, and they didn't have their head coach. But those some of those top schools just have performed well, and Washington is one win away from giving that conference a national championship. So I do like Michigan to win the game. That is the one thing that scares me, though. Yeah, and they beat Texas in the Alamo Bowl 27-20 last year. Oh, in Alamo Bowl, Arizona yes. beat uh, Oklahoma. That was mm-hmm. another one. There you go. Pac-12 teams coming out, showing out. Man, this uh, this Pacers-Milwaukee Bucks game has got me a little bit scared. We both have Giannis props, and mm-hmm. I need to check in really quickly for the people because I think that's one of the most bet props 
in the NBA tonight because Giannis has gone crazy against the Indiana Pacers. Giannis, just 12 points, six rebounds, no blocks. We've got no blocks for Brooke Lopez, and he's a block machine. It's 72-70, like I said. We've got some Halliburton stuff going on, and he's not performing well either. Ten points, one rebound. Two blocks for Tyrese Halliburton. What is going on? A lot going on. It's an entertaining game. 72-70. Pacers in transition. And they pull it back out. So 10.45 to go in the third quarter. So, again, the total was 257.5 to start the game. These teams have played, like, every week, it feels like. And the Seriously. total's been that high, like, in all the games. And they've gone, they've gone over and under. They've split. So we'll see what happens tonight. But they're certainly on track for an over- Trista, so I want to ask you about Week 18 in the NFL. We obviously have a ton of backups starting this week. I'm going to run through some of the backups. You tell me if you feel good about if you were a better backing that quarterback or if you're uh, looking forward to fading them. All, All right? right. So we're going to start with Sam Darnold, of course, for the uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. Are you looking forward to betting him against the Los Angeles Rams? <sighs> No, I don't think I am <laughs> okay. at all. I think I'd back the Rams in this spot. Yeah, I I mean, I'm okay on Sam Darnold. He has a bigger arm, obviously, than Brock Purdy. There's no reason to have Brock Purdy out there. But, like, I just can't get past what he was when he played for the Jets and for the Panthers, really. I'm not a Sam Darnold believer. Does that mean, like, they, they won't win the game? No, mm-hmm. but... Christian McCaffrey's banged up too. He's probably not going to play, right? Why would you play him? Yeah. So, what do you really have then? I mean, the Niners obviously have the one seed locked up. They have nothing to play for. The Rams know they're in the playoffs. Just a matter of really whether they're a six seed or a seven seed. So, I mean, San Francisco is favored by four. They're at home. I mean, I'm with you. Like, you know, he's obviously not going to have his full complement of weapons. I can't imagine Trent Williams plays in this game too no. for San Francisco. So. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a stay away for me, right? Like, both teams, like, really, what's the motivation? The Rams are in the playoffs. Niners have the one seed. I mean, there's a good chance those teams could meet up again, too. So you don't want to show, like, too much. Yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah. So I'm staying away from that. What about Blaine Gabbert? Patrick Mahomes not going to play for the Chiefs. They are locked in to the three seed. Gabbert and Kansas City on the road at SoFi this week, taking on Easton Stick and the Chargers. Do you want to lay three and a half with Easton Stick and the Chargers against Blaine Gabbert? This is an absolute <laughs> stay away game. You know um, how you know it's a t- stay away game? The total is 35. Yeah. We the had Chiefs to- Chargers. A Chiefs Chargers <laughs> on 35. Turf. Yeah, on turf. Like, this is the type of matchup we've seen be 52 50, oh, right? Yeah. And you've now got Easton Stick and Blaine Gabbert. I would probably lean, if I had to, if I must, lean Chiefs plus three and a half. Because let's be honest, I don't trust the Chargers even fully loaded. Those poor Kansas City fans that decided to make a weekend out of... Oh, my God. Let's let's go out of the cold and... Let's go out to L.A. Let's watch Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Maybe it'll be a game for the division. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift will be there. Oh, it'll be A lot of people probably thought it was going to be for the division. People thought it would be, and now... Krista, you're watching Easton Stick and Blaine Gabbert. So. And the fact that the Chiefs don't even have to win this game is pretty disgusting, yeah. considering that the Bills have the same amount of wins as the Chiefs, no. and they absolutely do. They're locked into a dogfight, and it's really just because the Chiefs 
are born in this place, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are in the worst division in all of the. Maybe not, maybe, but in, at least like definitely in the AFC. In, yeah, worst yeah. division in the AFC, if For not sure. period, right? Yep. And you know the Bills just happen to be in the same division uh, as the Dolphins, so. Yeah, I, I hate everything about this game. I'm Can I lie. interest you in some Jeff Driscoll plus seven with the Browns at the Bengals? No. Really? I like the Browns this week. I know Flacco's not playing. Miles Garrett's probably not playing. Amari Cooper's not playing. Seven, Trista? Stefanski owns Zach Taylor. That's true. Right? Both teams really have nothing to play for. And if you're Cleveland, like, don't you want to continue this ride, right? Don't you want to continue you don't that lose. momentum? You don't want to lose. Seven's a lot of points. I could see them winning in Cincinnati. Cincinnati going eight and nine. Yeah. Just feeling like they they were got this close to, to making the playoffs. And you know those few people that are left in Survivor Pool, they're probably gonna take the Bengals this week. Probably, probably are. will, right? Browns plus two sixty. There are worse. Do you think bets. Njoku plays at all? Ooh, that's honestly I don't just because he's been like Flacco's favorite yes. target, right? Him and him. We know Flacco's not Will playing. Jerome we know Ford Miles play? Garrett's not playing. Mm, maybe, maybe he does, but Kareem Hunt probably gets more of. Who the, plays for the Bengals though? They have nothing to play for. Why would Joe right? Mixon be out there? Right. Why would Chase, Chase Brown? be out there? Yeah. Higgins isn't going to be it, right? So it's like Burrow struggles against the Browns to begin with. Now we're going with Browning and Zach Taylor, who I mentioned. Seven is just too many points. I agree. Too many. So I, I talked you into the Browns. I plus think so. Right. Yes, I think so. Even, I'm not thrilled about betting on Jeff Driscoll. None of it feels this good. This is just an AFC North underdog play. I so, like it. So you we'll, should have framed it that way instead of Jeff Driscoll. That's, that's fair. What about, uh, so we talked about Sam Darnold. He'll be facing off against Carson Wentz. We saw Baker Mayfield have, Carson Wentz is on the Rams. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought so. Uh, Baker Mayfield has some success with the Rams last year under McVay. You think Carson Wentz can have some success under Sean McVay this week against San Francisco? Easy, underneath throws, dink and dunk, a lot of pre-snap motion. So we're taking some running back receptions for the Rams this week. I think that's right. Don't you feel like like that's what's going to happen? A lot of short passing. Kyron Williams probably not playing much, if at all. Mm -mm. But you're going to get some backup guys. You got Royce Freeman in there. Mm Mm-hmm. He's still there, isn't he? I think so. I think he's still is there. Daryl Henderson still there? I think I, so, too. Whoever we the gotta, backup is, we're taking him. Yeah, I absolutely. don't even think Vegas knows yet who the backup is, right? Who they're going to end up playing. Because they might rest the backup. Absolutely. You don't know what, don't know what these teams are going to do. No, I like the Carson Wentz. I like the Oh, you know back. who I like? They probably will play some Demarcus Robinson, will they yes, not? Yes, yes. Yeah, he's not a big enough yeah. name to not play. So I like Demarcus Robinson receptions. Maybe, maybe a little... Looks like Tyler Higby's not going to play, so maybe some Davis Allen backup tight end. You know that a tight end is a backup quarterback's best friend. Yep, we sure do. Nikki Mullins is starting once again for the Vikes. They are plus three and a half at Detroit this week. I'm torn on this game because the Lions, like this is a celebration. Trista, they finally won the division. It took them 30 years. They finally won it. They know they're going to have a home playoff game next week. But he's a madman. But he's a madman. I know. And the Vikings are, like, still technically not eliminated, even though they pretty much are. So there's something for those players to cling on to. I think Mullins is much better than Jaron Hall. I mean, that game last week against the Packers was a disaster. We're getting the hook. Like, I kind of like Minnesota plus the point. I kind of like the over in the game, too. Yeah, I like uh, I like the Lions to try Do to you. make a statement. Okay. It feels like 
so what we saw in the Cowboys game is really indicative of how I feel about Dan Campbell as a whole. He has the opportunity two times. I'm totally fine with going for two the first time. But when you're backed up to your seven, gotta kick. you got to kick that extra point. You got to. <laughs> so he is one of those like quintessential, I will do what my stubborn heart says I'm going to do. Because why? Because I effing feel like it, and I am Dan effing Campbell. Yes. Not like the smart move, yep. not like the prudent <laughs> move, the aggressive, I don't care move. So I think he's going to try to lay it on thick. I think he's going to try to show out for the fan base. I think everybody plays. I mean, they probably do because if Dallas loses and, and Detroit wins, they do get that number two seed, which is going to be big for them. So I agree with you. I do think they play. That's a good point about making a statement. And, and they're I'm, pissed off. They feel totally slighted. They like they are. got a game stolen from them. Man, what was your reaction watching that game as a Cowboys fan? At, when they, it looked like they converted. I started to laugh uncontrollably <laughs> that Mike McCarthy allowed that to happen. I knew it was going to happen. that pass on second down, do you have any hope in Dallas this year in the playoffs? No, any? I have no hope. Any. No hope. They're a paper tiger. I, the fact that they were able to just slice through that defense so fast. So I said it up. out loud. I said, oh, this game's going to overtime. And I go, no, no. It, this is like before, well before they score. I was like, Dan Campbell will go for two. That's the kind of guy he is. 100%. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. I just couldn't believe that Dallas couldn't lock down for one freaking drive. <sighs> I know. I know. So I think they're going to meet again in the playoffs. I think Lions are going to receive sweet, sweet justice in the playoffs. They might. They might end up doing Trevor Simeon's going to start once again for the Jets against the Trista, I don't know if we talk enough about just how much the Patriots have dominated the Jets. Like, we'll talk about it like, oh, the Patriots have won 15 straight games against the Jets. It's more than that. The Patriots have won 23 of their last 25 games against the Jets in the regular season. The two Jets wins have come in overtime. Wow. The Jets have not beaten the Patriots in a regular season game in regulation since September of 2010. Trista, it's 2024. Where were you? They play twice in a 2010. Year. I don't know. Where was I in 2010? Uh, I was. You're just in... a little tyke. Oh yeah, I was... wearing your little Oreo hat. Yeah. yeah, I was in middle school. I was in middle school in 2010. Think about that. It's been 14 years since the Jets have beaten the Patriots in regular season in regulation in regular season, and we don't talk about that. Like, isn't that? That is an insane stat. Is that not insane? It is. And yet the Patriots are so bad. And they're still favored in this game. Then I'm wondering if this is the time. Is this the time, Is this the time? Is this the time? In Fox, bro? Is this the break of the trend? Are the Patriots bad enough? I don't know. I don't think it is. Are they really going to lose Belichick's last game? Like, are they really going to? No. I just don't think so. I don't think. You know, that's a great point, too. Like, this is the narrative page in me. New England money line is one of my favorite bets of the week. Minus 125. They're not going to lose Belichick's swan song. They're just not to. Especially against the Jets. Is he gone for real, though? I think he is. You have to make a trade to get him. And we bring in our our friend, our friend Scott Lynn, not Bill Raftery, not Bill Raftery. No, one of the great not broadcasters. No, I should have said Jim Nance. Oh, well, our friends. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Yes, do it like that. <laughs> uh, would you rather on Wednesday? On a Wednesday, I was actually going to say, would you rather make the NFL Pro Bowl roster <laughs> or battle Jeff Driscoll in Week 18 or something like? No, 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 no. 
You want to have more fun with the Pro Bowl? Yes, roster? we do. We were having some fun with that. We were doing that in the break. We were. The DeAndre Swift is one of the running backs. I didn't didn't love that. I thought maybe Saquon should be in consideration. Could he? So, not really. So yeah, in the I'm NFC, what about Rashad White? He's been okay. Rashad White's been okay. Rashad White's have a, a great. He's had a great season. It's not a bad call either. No, and Swift had what the Minnesota game. Yep. yep. What about Jameer Gibbs? David Montgomery. Yeah. Like, how do you not Jameer pull one of the Gibbs? Line, right? Votes away from one another. They it was did. very unfortunate. Yeah. They did. You're right. No, I, I I'm busting onions, but onions, but it, it's <laughs> there's I, I actually this is probably the first time in I don't know 20 years that I don't give a crap about this, but I actually find myself going, well, why didn't somebody make it? <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I, it's actually you know, and then you you're like, at, no, no lions so made the far, Pro Bowl at all. Amon Ross St. Brown. Is so no, the wait, the, biggest... no lions made the Pro Bowl. No lions made the pro- no no no. Yes, Lions made the Pro Bowl. Sam Laporta. Okay. Aiden NFC Hutchinson tight end. had to make it. Aiden Hutchinson, uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, let me give you the – because I, I, no I chopped off my own uh, Amon Ra No Amon Ra no like Montgomery, no Gibbs. I, I'm mad about that. Like, yeah, no same. Amon Ra. Okay, so here you go. might be my favorite receiver. By, Mine too. By team, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, Sam Laporta, Frank Ragnow, the center, yep. uh, Jalen Reeves-Maben, special teamer, and Penny Sewell. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Duck. Yes, quite quite. Very good O line. That's yes. fair. So five Lions made it. Seven Cowboys made it. Uh, there were teams that were snubbed, including Washington. First time since like '93 that they have zero. Men, huh? Not no McLaurin. But who? that's that's. I mean, yeah, I mean, you like, put him in the, over the others. And I know it's a popularity contest, but it there's is, nothing to be really that excited about. It's, no. da- it's damning about like if you can't win even the smallest of popularity contests. It's a bit damning about your coaching staff, but even more so of your of your GM. Did any other teams get snubbed? Because I'm trying to think who would have made it for yes, like the Patriots. Yes, and I can check this. Give me give me one second. Yeah, Peach, no, you no you vamp. Yeah, and we'll I'll grab. no Patriots. No Patriots. Who would it be? Do you want to guess... try and guess the seven Cowboys? Because uh, that would be fun. Scott can fact. To Marcus Lawrence. There. Marcus Lawrence would have to be Micah's a lot. Micah. Dak is on there. Dak. CD. Yeah. Uh, Richard Bland, right? Just because of all the interceptions. Deron Bland. De- uh, Deron Bland. Yeah, uh-huh. thank you. Oh, maybe your Stephon guy, Gilmore. Brandon Aubrey is going to be the Brandon kicker. Brandon Aubrey Hasn't for sure. kick this year. And then maybe like another special teams guy. Like maybe their long snapper just because it's been so good. I don't mm. know. Is that? Do we get them all? All right. So for Dallas, we got Brian Anger, the punter. Brandon Aubrey, the kicker. Yep. Right. Monster. Absolutely. We got Aubrey for Deron sure. Deron Bland. Somebody still loves yep. you. Of yep. course. CD, yep. Zach Martin, always. Zach Martin, of course. Oh, Martin, yep. Micah and Dak. Mike and Dak. Okay, okay yep. so we miss Martin and Anger. So, yep. not bad. Not bad. Uh, I see. Oh, this is going to be. What about the Ravens? Do we want to guess the Ravens? We can. You, you, yeah, sure. Scott, how many we do, do we have? Uh, seven on the board. It's All like right. Family feud. So we have. Seven Ravens went we Lamar, have, obviously. I'll go Lamar. I'll Ding. go Linderbaum, the center. That's two. I'll go Kyle Hamilton. That's three. I will go Justin Tucker. That's four. I will go. Let me think about. I don't think Zay Flowers nope. made it. No. Uh, uh, Marlon Humphrey's been too. Oh, Roquan. Yep. Ding. Patrick Queen. Ding. Matabuke. Done. Wow. There we go. Do I know my team? You. I mean, Glasser family. Go. You can steal. Ooh. Nope. You've already stolen. Look at that. Scott, um, do you want to try? Well, I guess you can't guess the Eagles, but do you feel you probably looked at it already? I did not. Do I mean, know? I I know that Swift went, and yeah. I know that AJ Brown went. Um, would anybody I, on that to, defense? Hold on, I'm be looking. There? I'm like, gonna see how many. Would Slay be on there? Let me see. I'm hold like, on, I got it. I got it. How many? So there are. I'm pulling it up on Twitter right this very second. Six. Wow. Six. Uh, Kelsey. Yes.
Uh, uh, Hassan Reddick. Yes. Mm. So now we got four. We need two more. Yep. Good guess. Think about the stalwart, the emotional leader. Eagles don't play well when he's not playing. Um, um, oh, goodness. Yeah. Rhymes Lane, with Lane Johnson. Yes, Lane, yeah. exactly. Nice. Okay. One La- more. Last guy, offense or defense? Uh, off- offense. On offense, too. Also from the line? Yes. <sighs> Kelsey, Lane Johnson. Want me to ch- want me to chime in? Give me an initial. L. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Former Bama guy. Yes, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Landon Dickerson. Landon Dickerson. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good yes. for him. Actually. Good for him. Yeah. Do you Good feel like that Eagles O-line has played that well, though, this year? That's, That's what crazy. I hear. I'm, I'm excited. I want to ask that to Joe Giglio, too, who's actually coming up at 9 o'clock. Because when we think Eagles, we think of that great O-line. They got three guys to the Pro Bowl. But you watch them play, it doesn't feel like they're dominating. Not teams, this right? year. Not right. This. It's, it's inconsistent is offensive. I won't go that bad, but they are not what they were. Yeah. Uh, that's that's fair to say. Yeah. By the way, the old line's not the problem either. No. So it's you know Definitely. it's whatever they got going on. All right, let's uh, let's do a, a couple of yeah. quickies if we can for um, Would You Rather? Would you rather, Trista, start with you? The Bucks win the East or the Nuggets win the West? Plus one ninety. Oh, this is easy for me. Nuggets or Bucks? Nuggets or Bucks. It's it's Nuggets for or, me. Or, Has or to be. Buggets. Buggets. I like the Nuggets. I like the, I think they're the best team in the NBA, hands down. Mm-hmm. I think that's not really a controversial take. When they play in the regular season, they're kind of letting their foot off the gas, and that's because they know what time it is. It's time to just bide their time for the playoffs when they play all their guys. Significant minutes. Mike Malone, Michael Malone turns into the genius that he is, and then they win the title again. Peach? It's just, it's so, it's the Nuggets also just kind of by default in the West, like the Suns and Clippers. Yes. We've talked about, Tristy. You can't trust either of those teams to stay healthy. Minnesota, OKC, we like a lot. Yeah. But it just feels like they're maybe a couple maybe years a year away, away. Right? A couple years away. We're in the East. I mean, I don't even think Milwaukee's the best team in the East. I think no. Boston is. So, uh, for me, it's it's easily Denver. Or maybe even Sixers slide in. P- potentially, in. too. Yeah, I think it's clearly Denver. Uh, one more. Yeah, we got time for one more super quick one. Uh, would you rather, on a Wednesday, uh, the Nuggets or the Timberwolves to win the Northwest Division? Right now, it's right around plus one sixty. See now that. I believe so. Let me. I'm double checking my math here. See now that's a good one. I think I would take the Timberwolves. They are both. It's co-favorites at plus one sixty. Wow. By the way, the Thunder are plus two hundred. Really? Yes. What a great division that is. Amazing that's a, that's division. A fun watch. Great I division. think it's got to be Timberwolves, just because it feels like what I was saying. I don't think necessarily they want to win their division. It, it, the Timberwolves feel very much like the Kings, right? Yes. Like you got some veteran teams in in that. Obviously, uh, headlined by the Nuggets. I know OKC is a young team, but Minnesota is going to want to stack wins. They're going to care about the regular season. So I agree. I, I like Minnesota as well. That'd be my play. So very good. Would you rather Wednesday? A couple of NBA questions. Pro Bowl. Love the conversation. Guests in our teams and the Pro Bowl stuff. I'm still disturbed about Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, me too. Got rough. Got hooked. Was he and on Gibbs. Your, was he on your fantasy team? No, and Both guys were on my... I love them both dearly. They're fantastic. I love them. So consistent. I love the line. So consistent. Double digits every too. single so week. One of our favorites, Joe Giglio, joins us next. From Philadelphia, talking some Eagles here on BetMGM tonight. PJ Glasser, Trista Crick.
We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.